My Car Guru, episode 190. Well, hello, everybody. This is Lenny Lawson, the Car Guru. I hope you uh, are having a great day so far. Mine has been very interesting. This is the first day back after a weekend and um, got to drive some really cool cars this weekend. I got my 66 Mustang out on Friday. That's a high-performance K-code, rare car, four-speed, just restored just to a very high level. I'm almost afraid to drive that thing, but people just really seem to enjoy it. That's where I get the most pleasure out of driving these old cars and playing with them is just the looks on folks' faces. Um, uh, on Saturday, I got my 65 Corvair back. It's been in the shop for three months waiting to get the carburetors rebuilt and a few oil leaks taken care of. He said, Lenny, um, no way to eliminate all the oil leaks in a Corvair. I said, I get it. I understand. That's just the way it is. Sometimes you just have to put up with a little, uh, little inconvenience, a little drip here and now and, th- now and then when you're dealing with old cars. So got that back, got to drive that. Got to drive my brother's brand new 2022, I think it's a, maybe it's a 2023, uh, Porsche Cayman GTS. Uh, the Cayman is a car that came out not too long after the Boxster. Have you ever seen a Porsche Boxster? It's a convertible car, and it was uh, you know, a very popular convertible. Competed against the BMW Z3. They came out at about the same time. Just a two-seat convertible car. You know, One of those things that you don't buy as your primary vehicle. You just buy it as a secondary vehicle. Well, they came out with the Cayman, which I think a Cayman, isn't that an uh, alligator of some kind? Some species of alligator. Well, this one is the hot rod version. They make one a little bit faster. It's a track car. It's called a GT4. But my brother ordered the uh, this one, the GTS, and man, it's fast. You're talking over 400 horsepower in a car about the size of a Miata. And, uh, of course, Porsche quality and stuff. And he's really excited. And so we went on a test drive. I've got an, an older Porsche 911, a 2005 model. And quite frankly, I like mine better even though his is brand new and mine's, what, 17 years old? But I'm not going to tell him that. He's too excited. Getting ready. He's getting ready to retire this month. So at the end of the month, he and I are going to be together at the Petit Le Monde, which is at Road Atlanta. Uh, It's one of our annual brother trips. And uh, we go and we have a motorhome that is dropped off there at our at a spot that they have reserved. I think they've done this for like 25 consecutive years. I jumped on board about 15 years ago. But they have, there's these, after the long straight stretch at Road Atlanta, there's these S-curves that slow the cars down. And you get to see them breaking, coming really fast and breaking really hard. And you get to see a lot of passing action and stuff. And then they disappear over the hill. It's a great spot. And that's where this motorhome sits. And we spend uh, four days there watching the cars go around. But, you know, it's not like going to a NASCAR race where you just, not that there's anything wrong with NASCAR, but they just kind of go around in an oval, a circle, unless it's one of the, uh, road course things. I like road course racing because we also take my side-by-side and it it's seat six, so we're able to go to different positions around the track. If you want to give Road Atlanta a try, if you like racing and stuff, I'd highly recommend it. The Petit Le Mans. I guess that's for the small Le Mans. You know, the big Le Mans is over in France, and this is a small version. The, the big Le Mans is a 24-hour endurance race, and this is merely a, I think, a 10-hour endurance race same cars same exact cars that are racing in france 
and all other places like uh, Sebring and and uh, Watkins Glen and places like that where they race. They actually uh, finish their season in Atlanta, and it's a lot of fun. So that's wh- I'm going to celebrate my brother's retirement there. Okay, so anyway, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do as far as this option that the Ford Motor Company has given us, uh, whether or not I want to be an EV dealer or not. That's electric vehicle. I have a choice. I have to make it by October 31st. Let's see, 30 days have September, April, June, and November. Yeah, 31 days in October. So I've got until then to make my decision. Uh, am I going to be an EV dealer? And at what level? No, if I decide to be an EV dealer, I have to decide what level of EV dealer I want to be. Or I can be just an internal combustion uh, engine purve- or purveyor of internal combustion engines and also um, hybrids. We'll still get to sell hybrids. Which we don't sell many hybrids. Uh, my F-150 is a hybrid, and I've enjoyed the heck out of it. But we'll still be able to do that. And, of course, that means we'll be selling Mustangs and F-150s. I mean, we can make a good living just selling ICE vehicles. Um, so now I've got to decide, do I want to spend half a million dollars being an EV dealer that only gets 25 EVs a year? That's the, the level one called certified. Or I can go certified elite, sell as many EVs as I want to. Uh, that costs $1.2 because they're saying I have to put in three uh, superchargers to do that. Well, those prices are highly inflated, as you would expect from the manufacturer. Because I called TVA today and had a great conversation with a young man in Nashville, Tennessee. T- For those of you who are out of state, uh, you may not know what TVA is, but that's the Tennessee Valley Authority. And that's where we get all of our energy when you live in this region, unless you have solar panels or, you know, something else in your house, like a generator or something like that. Off the grid, but I'm on the grid, so I have to pay TVA indirectly through the local provider of power, our local utility. And uh, so I had a good conversation with them about what does it really cost to put in a, a DC charger? And there are different levels of those even. The minimum that we have to put in, I think, is a 60-kilowatt charger, according to the information I got from Ford. Uh, He said those cost about $100,000 to put in, uh, plus whatever infrastructure things. You might have to pour some concrete and, you know, put up some um, other infrastructure. You keep people from plowing over your EV charger. You know, you got to put those little metal uh, pylons in front of them to keep, you know, I've done it, too. I backed through my garage one time. Wasn't paying attention. My wife did it, too. So we all goof up. But still, uh, what's the, what's available as far as help on these things? That was my question. And he said there's plenty of money out there if you're a public utility. You, I said, you mean I can't get any assistance from TVA? I'm going to be using all this energy and selling it for you. You won't help me? And he said, well... It's not there yet. I think it will be, but it's not there yet. He talked about their new program that TVA is doing in partnership with uh, uh, the state government. They, their intention is, in, now this is in the state of Tennessee, okay, their intention is to have a supercharging station every 50 miles on the main thoroughfares in the state, which would be Interstate 81, 75, 40, uh, 26, I don't know what all of them are out west, you know, all around Nashville and 
and Memphis and so forth. But they want to make sure that, you know, you're always within 50 miles of a charging station. Now, they don't say how many of those they're going to have, but... And, you know, we also had this discussion a little bit about, you know, most people are going to charge at their home anyway. So, you know, it's just really for travelers, you know, when you have to worry about where you're going to charge on the way somewhere. But I, I'm glad that Tennessee is getting on this. It's coming, folks. I'm not a big EV fan, but, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna go along for the ride. So I've got to decide if I'm going to sell them. And it's just good to know that there's help out there. I, I heard that the federal government, through this, what, Inflation Reduction Act? Is that what they called that? Pig. But anyway, we're going to get, uh, I think, part of the infrastructure. Maybe it was the Infrastructure Act where they're going to dump billions of dollars on the market to set up or to help subsidize chargers. I read something that said we could get up to $300,000 per public commercial charging station. And when you pull up to that thing and you plug in, you know, you've got to input your credit card information. And so, so it's not free. I mean, a lot of people think, well, you know, this electricity is going to be free, right? I mean, you just go in to Lowe's and plug in, and you don't they don't give you a bill or anything. Well, yeah, that's for the one that is a level two charger, which really doesn't put a lot of cost on the business. It's the level three chargers are, are juicing up your car. It's a full tank in about 40 minutes, so to speak. So you got to pay for that. Um, I've seen quotes on like Tesla's, it's anywhere from 12 to $20 or something for a fill-up. But that does beat $50 for a fill-up and fuel, kind of. But, you know, I can find gasoline just about anywhere. Plus, if I run out, I can grab that gas can out of my trunk and, and hustle down to the nearest gas station and fill it up and then come back and put it in my... I can't do that with an electric vehicle unless I'm carrying an onboard generator, which I don't think that will work. But anyway, I do want to... I have a purpose for this uh, particular broadcast. I'm going to be talking about advertising debunked. So I'm going to give you the mm, probably the most used comments that are made in dealership advertising and tell you what it really means. And I'll be back in just a minute. Okay, I am back. Let's get into dealer advertising. You want to? And I'm going to try to give you some key phrases that you hear a lot in dealer advertising and tell you what the truth is behind that statement. That's my goal. Uh, Because a lot of it is very deceptive and not illegal, though. You know, that's the sad thing. These statements aren't illegal. I think they many of them are unethical. But just because something's unethical doesn't mean that it is illegal. Uh, debunked, what does that mean? Well, that means to expose the falseness or hollowness of a myth, an idea, or a belief. So uh, there's definitely some falseness and some hollowness in these advertising ploys. And let's start with the first one that really gives me the most difficulty. Okay, here it is. You've heard it. We'll pay off your trade no matter how much you owe. Now, what is false about that? Well, the dealership might be writing the check, but you're paying for it. If I say, we'll pay it, like if if you and I are doing business and and you say, well, I'd like a new, I don't know, bed liner put in this truck. And I say, okay, we'll pay for that. Does that mean that you pay for it? No. No. 
Does that mean that I send you a bill in 30 days for the bedliner that I said that I would pay for? Would you be upset? Of course you would be. Well, this, this hook always says this, we'll pay off your trade no matter how much you owe. Well, if, you know, you have, there's three basic things in any contract, in any kind of a sale, and you finance that deal. There's the, uh, the unpaid balance. That's how much you owe on the vehicle after your trade-in, plus your negative equity that you had on your other car. So let's say you owed, on your trade-in, you owed more than it was worth. Let's say that you owed $20,000 on a $15,000 car. Well, you've got $5,000 in negative equity. Your car is still a $15,000 car. It's not a $20,000 car, but you owe twenty dollars on it. That five does not go up, you know, just go poof. It goes, it's rolled over onto your other sales contract, and it affects your unpaid balance. So if you bought a new vehicle and, and you know, the trading difference was, let's say tax and all, you're financing $30,000. Well, now, because you had 5000 negative equity, that 5000 is added to the 30000 and now it's 35000 So that's what your monthly payments are based on. So you tell me who's paying off the trade no matter how much you owe. Well, they're paying off part of it, but you're paying off the rest, and that's just not right. Um, they should say, you'll pay off your trade no matter how much you owe. Then they would be telling the truth. So, you know, you also have the, the only three things that determine what your monthly payments are, are the unpaid balance, the term, and the interest rate, okay? Those are the three variables. Uh, the interest rate is going to be controlled by your credit, basically. Or they can jack the rate on you without you realizing they are. That's why you need to know what your credit is and what you qualify for before you go into a dealership, because if they charge you 9% and you qualify for 3%, that's going to cost you a lot of money. So you have to know what your credit situation is. You have to know what your trade-in's worth. All of that stuff that we talk about. But you have to pay attention to the term. Because what many dealers do is they just they lower your payment, but they don't cut the price any. Say, oh, yeah, I can get your payment down to $350. You mean you can't pay $450? No, we can't pay $450. Okay, what if I can get it to $350? Yeah, we'll do that. Well, he just changed the term from 60 months to 72. And when you got into the finance office, you didn't read the paperwork. And you financed for an extra 12 months. That's how he reduced your payment. you got to be careful with that. But the advertising come on is we'll pay off your trade no matter how much you owe. If, if somebody's advertising like that, I don't know if that, I really want to go buy a car from them. Okay. Uh, B, payments as low as. You know, I've, there's, a, there's a dealer in my market area that, you know, talks about low payments. In all of his ads, they, uh, they say, well, you can buy this car for 300 a month, buy this car for 320 a month, and so forth. And then you have a bunch of fine print. Well, I know because I, can, I take time, I freeze it, and I look at the fine print, which is still pretty blurry, and that's a lease. And that lease requires a certain amount of down payment. Um, you know, anybody that's throwing payments up there, if it's a lease, it's supposed to be in very obvious print right below the payment, it's supposed to say, this is a lease, okay? But most dealers don't do that. So you think, well, that payment looks fine, Eunice. What do you think? And Eunice says, well, let's just go buy it. And then you go in, you realize you're not buying it, you're leasing it, and you don't even understand leasing. So watch out for payments that are, quote, very rarely anymore do you see anybody, quote, payments on uh, purchase payments. 
If they do, it requires a tremendous amount of money down to get it to that one ninety nine a month. You know, it may say, buy today for just one ninety nine a month. And then you have all the fine print. You go in and say, where's that car that you can buy for one ninety nine a month? Well, it's uh, it's that car, but it's it's you got to pay $10,000 down to get it for one ninety nine a month. What $10,000 down? I thought you said it was a penny down. Well, no, uh, the penny down deal was last weekend. See, <laughs> this is what happens. Uh, yeah, I heard a dealer the other day advertising 10 cents down delivers. Should you pay... Should you even be buying a car if all you can pay down is 10 cents? Well, the answer to that question, if you ask Dave Ramsey or any financial guru, they'll say, heck no. Wait till you save up about 20% down and then go buy you a car. In the meantime, drive what you got. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. Maybe at least 10% down, but 10 cents? Who would that appeal to? Anyway, uh, C... When they say, we will pay you up to $8,000 over book value for your trade. Now, that is the most hollow thing that, that you could possibly say other than, we'll pay off your trade no matter how much you owe. I mean, okay, where are we starting from? It doesn't matter if somebody's going to pay $8,000 over book value for your trade if they're charging you $8,000 over window sticker for the new one. Or if they just jack up the price on the used one. Um, so a lot of dealers are doing this. I've heard them say $5,000 over book value for your trade, $7,500, $8,000. Heck, I'll do $20,000 over book value for your trade as long as I can mark, mark up the one that I'm selling you for $20,000. You see, it shouldn't even be said. I, I called and complained to uh, the Motor Vehicle Commission about that one. They said, well, the way our laws are written right now, that's just the way it is, and that's okay. I said, well, that's wrong. I'm going to have to call my senator. Okay, no payments for 90 days. That's another one that you hear. The no payment for 90 days is fine if that is coming from, like, Ford Motor Credit, Chrysler Credit. Uh, well, it's not. It's called Ally Financial. Um, you know, Toyota Motor Credit, Nissan. If, it, if that offer is coming from the manufacturer, it's a legitimate offer. If it's coming from, like a bank or a credit union or just from the dealer himself, they're, they're tacking on some dollars to your sale in order to cover that your first 90 days of payments. Or they're, extra, they're charging extra interest to get that. Just make sure that's not happening. Don't take them up on that offer unless you know that it's not costing you any more money. Okay, uh, another one. Rates as low as 0%. You may not qualify for that. You know, it says that in the fine print. Don't go in and buy a car unless you know what your credit is like because the 0% APR is is always from the manufacturer, okay? That's not – you won't see that from a bank. You won't see that from a credit union. But you will see that from, from uh, Ally Financial, from Toyota Motor Credit. Occasionally they'll have a zero, uh, zero rate, but – See, so many of them now are doing zero at 36 months or at 42 months. Well, you can't afford that payment. Well, you may be able to. I'm not meaning to insult you, but, um, you know, that's just not something that that most people will do because it's for such a short term. Now, they may offer 1.9 for 60 and 2.9 for 84 or something like that. But you just, again, you need to compare rates and see what you qualify for. Let's see what else. Oh, anything that's free. We'll talk about that here in just a second. You know, I love to get free stuff, don't you? Um, 
if it's truly free and, you know, it's of any quality, that's a pretty cool deal, right? But most car dealers, when they say buy a new car from us and get free gas for a year, it's not free. And, and that is an illegal statement. And I'll tell you why. It's because it's against the law in our state, which is the state of Tennessee, to offer anything free unless the person can walk into your dealership, not buy a car, and still get it. Then it's truly free. Um, you can't even say no extra charge because you have to buy a car to get it. Does that make sense? So it's not free if you have to buy something to get it. And so you just got to watch out for anything. I saw, let's see, what was it? Well, you know, I mean, I've seen dealers give away free gas grills, you know, buy a car and get a free vacation. None of it's free. It's free because you can't get it unless you buy a car. Uh, the other side of that is anything that they throw in, even lifetime warranties and that kind of stuff, there is a cost involved to the dealership. So the dealership may be, you know, they may say that they're past, they're going to give it to you and that they're eating it, but do you not think that that might possibly influence the price they save the car for if they're having to pay $300 for a lifetime powertrain warranty? Um, so this language of free is, is banned in most states. So, I mean, it may not even be an issue where you live, but it's definitely an issue around here. Uh, finally, discounts up to. Okay, you remember what I was talking about? We'll pay off your trade no matter how much you owe and $7,500 over book value. This is the same thing. You know, what good is a discount if you don't know what they're discounting it from? I mean, there are many dealers that will say, we'll di we're discounting F-150s this week for $10,000 off the sticker. Well, $5,000 of that is probably a rebate. The other $5,000, they've marked up the, ve the vehicle $5,000 to be able to cover that. And trust me, if you go into a dealership and they're offering discounts up to $5,000, you ain't getting $7,500 over book value for your trade-in. Will, you will see some machinations and some juggling like you've never seen at the circus. If, you fall for, if, if they try to convince you of that, it is a funny, funny thing to, to try to walk into a dealership that said they're going to do all these different things and in reality, they're not willing to do any of them, and they're going to try to switch you to a monthly payment and get you all confused and maybe give you a couple free oil changes. Now, this is, again, this isn't everybody. You'll see this kind of advertising on, on television all the time, um, and everybody's not doing that. I don't want to make all dealers out to be bandits, but unfortunately, folks, you know, it's these really high-volume dealers with really high pressure. They're the ones that are doing this, and you're falling for it. And that's just sad. So hopefully some of these tips will help you uh, analyze what's going on. You know, you go in thinking, well, honey, we're way upside down on our trade-in, and they're going to pay it off. That means we won't have to worry about it anymore. We can just buy us a new car. That's not what it means, folks. But that's what people think, and that's where the deception comes in. Because, you know, they're going to pay off your trade up to the actual cash value of the vehicle. Everything above that, you're still paying for. All that negative equity, equity that you were so upset about, you still own it. And that's not good. Um, 
so all of these issues, all these things, the, the $7,500 or 8000 over book value, low rates, no payments for 90 days, everything's free, you know, all these freebies and discounts up to $10,000. All of that stuff is just advertising fluff. And so the most important thing is for you to know is when you're buying a car, what is the actual cash value of that vehicle? What is the book value of that vehicle? On a new one, what is the MSRP? You know, what is going to, what is your unpaid balance going to be? What is the term and what is the rate? And then everything else will fall into place if you know how to use a calculator. And if you don't, well, you should have studied harder in school. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening to this edition of My Car Guru. Again, you can reach me at 423-552-2020 or Lenny Lawson 2020 at gmail.com. And I'll see you next time.